0: My student tells me you've been harassed at school.
1: Yeah, mostly online. Um, I get mean texts and emails sent to me. Makes me not want to go.
0: And Who sends you these messages?
1: Well, they're mostly anonymous. These kids create fake accounts
0: and they tell me things like I'm ugly and that I should kill myself. Oh my God. Bunch of pussies. Back in my day, if you wanted to tease someone, you did it to their face. It was honor, respect. These geeks hiding behind their computers what a bunch of spineless losers. You're not afraid of these losers, are you? No. Are you gonna take shit from these losers? No. Good. Because when I'm done with you, you're gonna be sending a message back. Only it's not gonna be with your keyboard. It's gonna be with your fists.
1: Welcome to No Mercy, a Cobra Kai kickback. My name is Jacob Burrows, and I represent Miyagi-Do. To relax between tournaments, I construct Machiavellian
0: plans to bankrupt my rivals. And my name is Jim Scampoli. I represent Cobra Kai because any video game console I see, it's a Nintendo. (laughs) (laughs) And we are here to discuss episode five, Counterbalance. Um... Mm. Where we see, you know, as we saw in the clip opening the show, uh, some progress for Johnny. Johnny realizes that, you know, girls can be kick ass as well. Not all g- girls aren't all pussies.
1: <laughs> yes, it's in- those internet bullies are the real pussies all along. Um, this episode, Counterbalance, uh, appropriately sits in the middle of season one. So we're halfway through, everybody. And it's dedicated to uh, our friend Pat. Um, and we get the clip in it from Pat doing the Mr. Miyagi thing. And it's great. And also, there's an 80s montage at the start. And it ends with a nerd beating up all his bullies. What a great episode, Jim.
0: Absolutely. This is a, this is a great episode. And I do believe on my first... Wa- I mean, I was already a big fan of the show on my first watch through. But, like, when I got to this episode, it really solidified, like, holy shit, this is, like, an amazing show. Things are, everything's coming together in a great way, and there's still, you know, uh, more episodes left. This isn't the end. There's more. This is awesome. Um, I I do think that this episode also, in my opinion, it solidifies, because, yes, you have, of course, the Karate Kid mythology. We're in the Karate Kid universe. We got Johnny. We got Daniel. We got... You know, the spirit of Miyagi. Like, all these are great things, but in my opinion, this solidifies that Miguel is the heart and soul of this show. Do you agree or disagree with me on that?
1: Mm. Hmm. Well, he does beat up those bullies, so (laughs) yes. (laughs) What makes you feel like this is the point where that's the case?
0: It's partially that, and I kind of wanted to talk about... I I almost was going to bring it up when we were discussing the last episode, but I think it's more important here it's that as, over these few episodes to get to this point we see we we you know we're discussing like Johnny's fragility in a way and how like he really is at the, on this weird like he could very easily just be pushed over he has this like in the first in the pilot episode he gets this small little fire lit under him between his stepdad and like Larusso that he's going to try to restart his life and take control and not be a loser anymore but it's such a fragile thing that he could easily just give up but Miguel is what really keeps him going we've seen it so many times it's just the fact that Miguel like really um, like idolizes Johnny and I guess maybe that's a bad thing for Miguel but he really looks up to him he really believes in him and he's the gas that keeps Johnny going and I think to an extent it really is such an important driving part of this show. And I I mentioned it a couple episodes back, like the kids could really make or break this as well and make it more of a slog to get through just to get to like Karate Kid references. But they have a strong base because the other kids are good as well. But I just think Miguel's so good uh, between just like the actor and the performance and kind of like his earnestness. And I think you just see it so many times where Johnny is like ready to give up. And then he looks at Miguel and Miguel's like, all hyped and he's like no cobra kai like even that cheesy thing like you mentioned in the last episode where he yells cobra kai never dies but it's yeah. like that the fact that miguel really believes that already is what keeps johnny going and i think it's yeah, important yeah. and it really impresses me about this show mm
1: yeah interestingly like even though miguel changes over time which i obviously is like when you talk about who a protagonist is in a story and all that it has a lot to do with development of the character where they start versus where they end up um so obviously like there's a montage at the start like we see him grow physically stronger and everything but ever since day one he's not hesitated on any of this like (laughs) he throws himself fully into whatever he does and i think uh, back in the day when I, I went to school and studied storytelling or whatever, um, he would be like at least in a lot of these scenes, he's less of a protagonist. He's more of like a hero character, and I don't mean hero as in like well he's a hero because he you know stands up to the bullies or whatever. But I mean in in just in the technical sense that he always stands for the same thing like he always is 100 let's go like i believe in johnny lawrence so he has this ideal within within him which as you say might be slightly skewed because johnny isn't perfect <laughs> and he does make a lot of mistakes yeah. um but yeah like throughout a lot of this he doesn't hesitate or falter at all on any of that so, so it's just interesting that like we have the older people who are the ones who are actually internally seeing more change. He's seeing a lot of change externally, but ever since like ever since Johnny Lawrence told him he didn't have asthma anymore, (laughs) like he's basically been on a hundred percent on board, though he does chastise him a little bit. Like maybe you should stop saying all this sexist stuff or whatever. Uh, So that's nice to have that voice in there as well. Um, But yeah, it's really interesting um, how he, plays that role so often just like you said he's like he's the he's like he's he legit is johnny's mr miyagi in this right
0: yes yeah like i because that's kind of what i break it down to is it's he's he's someone if you look at it excuse me from your own point of view you want someone like that in your corner. You want someone that in your life that's going to kind of gas you up and push you a bit and kind of give you that boost you need. Even if you just need that internal Miguel, that little voice inside, like, ah, oh, come on. You could do it. You're doing good stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, and especially in an episode that hits, you know, like one of the ultimate nostalgia moments, which I think they handle so well. I don't want to get into it yet, but the, I think they handle it so well and it's a standout moment. But to also when Miguel delivers like it's not karate, it's Cobra Kai, like I'm getting equal goosebumps because it's yeah. so it's so fucking good. And I'm so, <laughs> I'm so psyched. And even though like the episodes are kind of quick, they are these 30 minute episodes, they've built it enough. Like it's such a victorious moment and it's like a fuck yeah moment. and It's great
1: yeah and you gotta appreciate him getting the branding in there for the viral video as well when that's all over world star hip-hop everyone's googling cobra kai because he's like well he's cobra guy what what the fuck is he on about yeah what do you mean what is that cobra kai never um, dies
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so I, I was surprised so in in the beginning there at the the montage which is extremely 80s and great um and cheesy um like when he gets hit with the baseball or whatever in on his ear i thought that was going to be the moment when he was like tricking johnny into like you know going like uh oh shit i'm having a look so that he could like turn the tables on him and like give him the kick but it's like miguel still has that goodness in him yeah that when he like when he fights aisha later he doesn't see her coming back at him because he he still has that going for him which is a good thing but i feel like that's going to be whittled away by cobra guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's that tough because it's like we we want miguel to toughen up and be able to kind of give these uh you know these bullies and these bad people what they deserve but you know are is he going to lose too much because of it. But then it's hilariously cut because the yoga studio comes in cuz they're subletting and they have to cover up the strike first strike hard no mercy with their namaste poster and do the yoga which says
1: (laughs) did you notice that it says love is here to namaste that's genius (laughs) i love that
0: (laughs) i I did not notice that that's great um and i think the other important thing that this episode does is it through most of the episode it really makes daniel a piece of shit i i'm not one that I I I root for both of them. I know there are a lot of people that you know think Daniel sucks and Johnny all the way, or they think you know Johnny's Cobra Kai and Cobra Kai's evil, and they're rooting for Miyagi Do. I kind of I'm I'm uh very much in the balance uh, point of view. But this episode, Daniel does really piece of shit like underhanded bad things, but it's so important that he does that because it leads to, of course, you know the culmination where he visits Miyagi's grave, but. And kind of, at least in my eyes, wins him back a bit. But yeah, through most of the episodes, like, ah, oh, Daniel, you you suck. Like this is ridiculous. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, and his wife calls in on it in a great way because he's like ready to celebrate. He doesn't even understand, but what he's doing is such a piece of shit move. Where she she's like like he's like no 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 he drew the dick on the thing so i raised everybody's rent in the whole strip mall and i drove them out because i'm scrooge mcduck or i'm worse than scrooge mcduck scrooge is fine i'm evil (laughs) yeah uh and she's like what like and i think she says like whatever you need therapy cross-country road trip and i'm there for the cross-country road trip if that's season four or whatever like i'm oh. there for it but also he needs therapy and so does everyone in this much like when we watch <laughs> the sopranos on cut to black uh everyone in this needs lots of therapy and that would solve all the problems but uh i guess that's not visually as interesting as a lot of karate
0: yeah yeah karate's great and while that's going on you know we start to see the beginning of daniel's plan he's whining and dining at the club uh is it armand or armando um you know when we're, we're kind of like oh what's he up to sam's dealing with her her friends uh what they're going to concerts without her proving that that they're you know just mean girls um, yeah, they're never gonna, uh, they're uh, Cobra guy's never gonna pass up a chance to kind of shit on Daniel's son. They have to tell him to stop drinking the butter <laughs> at the lobster <laughs> dinner, which is great. Uh, yeah, and yeah, you know, Daniel's looking into real estate. Like, when you're first watching it, you do think, Oh, is he just gonna, he's just gonna buy it up? He's gonna buy it up and kick him out. Like, I guess I don't, it's in a weird way that wouldn't be as bad. Like, if he just like yeah. bought the strip mall and like, kick johnny out but then you know wasn't screwing over the shitty convenience store clerk who you feel bad for even though he does not hold pizza correctly when he serves it to someone
1: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure that wouldn't be quite as bad but yeah no it develops and he basically like and it's real uh like there's a lot of plotting going into this like he's done a lot of thinking about it which is why it's so bad it's not like like drawing the dick while drunk is bad but it's like a spur of the moment thing that Johnny totally forgot about afterwards M- meanwhile uh Daniel's just stewing over this for ages coming up with this complicated plan of how he's going to fuck his old rival over and like you said it, it makes
0: him you, like you know what it worse. is it's actually it's a very Terry Silver type of move if <laughs> If you want to get that, if you want to get brass tacks, I'm gonna make him
1: suffer. I'm gonna make him die. This is gonna be the last thing to to die. I don't remember what he said. I suppressed a lot of my memories of Karate Kid Part Three. Maybe Daniel
0: picked up a few more things in some of those training sessions when he was punching those boards, like stuff subconsciously he didn't realize. Because this is right out of Terry Silver's playbook uh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I mean, since we're since we're talking about.
1: His whole storyline there uh to follow that one through. Do you, can we talk about the grave?
0: Yeah, and that's now. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, like, since we're on him, we 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 should get to it because it really. Because I'm like hating Daniel, and but then I think I it shows that he understands. I mean, of course, it helps that his wife is his his wife's always a very level headed character. I mean, I wish she had a little bit more to do. But yeah, I wish she was Kumiko. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> cause, I, cause they don't make. Her, I don't feel like she's naggy. She's not like naggy about stuff. She's just rational. She's just like, oh, my, like Daniel, what the fuck are you doing? What is wrong with you? Uh, yeah. Whether even when it comes to like their kids and just their their business and their life, she's just very rational. So with a little push from her, and you know him realizing that he he is out of balance. The I mean never mind the picturesque landscape like the the fallen leaves the hill and the trees and his his gravestone and the uh, the the tree there like it's so well done i mean i get it is i don't want to call it fan service i think people use fan service wrong and a little too much these days when mm-hmm. they talk about things i i guess it could almost be that but it also is a natural this if we were to believe about Daniel LaRusso and the way he grew up and his ideals and especially the type of, uh, uh, role that Mr. Miyagi played in his life, this is a real thing that a character would do. Uh, yeah. and you know, I'm tearing up watching it. When I first watched it on a plane to Tokyo, I'm crying on the plane as, I, <laughs> as I'm watching the scene. Uh, it's just, it's great.
1: Yeah, and it's like we always say about uh, Cobra Kai, that it uses the source material really well, but also, like, builds upon it, so it's not just... um, Like, it's not just a sequel, like most sequels just get progressively worse, whereas it's truly, like, the way that a television show over time, one of the rare ones that gets better over time as it builds and becomes more complex, it takes the ideas of the original, which are fairly two-dimensional even if like there well there's depth to them but we haven't explored all of it yet and here we get to see how you know the lessons of mr miyagi are implemented and like how he how we all can forget about our past and like become pieces of shit (laughs) and and then relearn and everything like i obviously the um the flashback it's great that we have him in the car like he gets into yes. the car and that's when that strikes him it's because i it even makes it visually it works but it also makes me think of like sense memory how something can just come at you from the past when you're in a similar situation like him getting into the nice car the first nice car he's probably ever gotten into what he's getting uh when he's given it and then also getting into this nice car and he's been thinking about mr miyagi so it makes sense that it would crop up there and it's almost a bit too much when he like here's the voiceover in his head yeah, and yeah. he's like, yeah, I do understand <laughs> like talking to a dead teacher. <laughs> yeah. And I can see how someone would roll their eyes at that. But for me, it totally works though. The moment that it works for me even more well works is the wrong word, but like when he bows to the grave yes. in that wide shot, because it, it was always the shot that got to be the most in the original when he bows to Mr. Miyagi when Mr. Miyagi's all drunk and rambling and passed out. Yeah. And he just uncovers his past and gives him a bow, even though he's not there. And this is like the ultimate extension of that. Cause obviously <laughs> he's not there, but he's just learned so much and gone so far. And I can't wait to have Daniel Sand back. This isn't Daniel Sand. This is Daniel. You yes. Know? Daniel, yeah. This is, this is LaRusso, Daniel LaRusso.
0: And yeah, that, that wide shot when he bows, it's, it's great. And, and uh, it's like you mentioned when he's in the car with the way they use the flashback, it's such, it's such a simple thing but i don't know if it's always obvious like some like a maybe a lesser show would just they would still use that flashback but it would just happen while he's looking at the gravestone or whatever uh yeah. it's a small simple choice and it works so much better but you're right i think the the bow hits even more especially what doing a recent rewatch and discussing like those other scenes it's it's a more impactful moment to me as well uh and just the idea too i like the idea of thinking that you know we saw miyagi through daniel's eyes besides there's i mean that scene when he is drunk and he's remembering his family and stuff it does hint at more even some more to miyagi that we didn't always see and as daniel's kind of thinking like you know maybe you just hit it better like you were dealing with some of the similar stuff and we like yeah. to think that mr miyagi you'd ne- you know he never had doubt and he never was worried or scared uh, but maybe we just didn't see that. And he, he was able to just expel his wisdom, uh, and, and work it out on his own. I, I just, I like all that stuff and it's a great way to get Daniel back after most of this episode, kind of, you know, painting him as a Terry Silver villain. And, uh, when he's, then he's cleaning out his, his old, uh, home dojo, uh, all good stuff, great stuff going on there. Yeah, and the
1: clearing of the dojo is just such, I mean, it's a very obvious visual metaphor for what's happening where his life and his karate teachings, like all the stuff that just accumulates in life has cluttered him down, much like how in Buddhism our possessions weigh us down and everything. And like, it's just full of all this junk that he doesn't really need and he needs this space for inner peace. And it's like, I don't know. It's just an obvious thing to do, but just having it in there, it just works so well for him to show visually how he's sort of refinding himself and his past as he, uh, you know, gets the banners of uh, the rules and the picture of Mr. Miyagi and everything. It's just a great moment.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, the, like, the, the smart, like, it's intercut with Johnny, like, because he goes to open his dojo door and we cut to Daniel opening his door. And even though. It's they're kind of both on a uptick. It's that reminder that they're gonna collide again. Like these paths are gonna meet, even though we kind of hope it's gonna be on better terms. It's it's gonna take a lot more for it not to be like uh, like an attack or or, or a yeah. fight basically once they come back together. Uh, but yeah, it's just a lot of these things are simple that the show does, but they're easy things to miss and easy things to mistake. And I think that's what keeps the quality up is that they're getting the simple things, right. And that's why something as you try, like I try to explain to people and I, I'm a crazy person when I'm telling them Cobra Kai is such a great show because no one wants to believe it sometimes because it's (laughs) on paper. It seems like it shouldn't, but there's such a good foundation and they're, they're, They nail the humor, but they they nail like smart, simple storytelling and editing techniques and the use of character. And it it all just, you know, comes together in a great way. Yeah.
1: Um, So with so much going on in the episode, I don't even know if we'll get to it all. But I did want to mention with Aisha starting at Cobra Kai, it feels like she gets the accelerated treatment because she's like in the first I mean the the speech from the beginning of our episode is great obviously and her getting this confidence is fantastic and they have this uh fight where she's a natural cobra and all of that um it, it's kind of like I think it's the next scene she's in that Sam tries to sit at her table and it's it's very much a, a flip from Aisha in the previous episode to this at her, her being like, why don't you go sit with Kyler? I hear he doesn't mind that you suck. It's just a very dramatic shift. Yeah. And I suppose we can assume like that there's some shorthand, like because we've seen Miguel go through all of this uh, as well. So we can assume that there's been some steps in between, but like, I don't feel like uh, Johnny's one speech would have made her flip this hard on it. Um even though it works for the story, it still kind of like makes her seem like because I feel like Miguel wouldn't do that because he's got that sort of like we were talking about that goodness in him that l- doesn't let him do that. But but maybe it's all of the bullying that's gotten to her and makes it so that anyone that she can lash out at now that she's a cool badass who does karate uh, deserves it. I don't know. It's just kind of um, I, I, like I don't mind it at all. It's just interesting the quick movements on Aisha's development here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I think that's a solid criticism. I think they kind of lay the groundwork with the way she reacts to getting kicked by Miguel is it they are trying to show that there is this kind of like, I don't want to call it darkness, but I guess this anger that's already inside her. And she, you know, didn't quite know how to focus it properly. It's still accelerated, but... It's like she's she has this anger and she's already ready to kind of you know expound it upon her enemies I guess or anyone <laughs> that could cross her. Uh, so yeah, I think it fairly works. I mean we we do we, there's a lot of Robbie going on here. We see his home life like his drunk mom taking a sleaze guy sleaze bag home and he has to put headphones on so he doesn't hear them have sex, which is you know sad. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, yeah, not great and uh johnny's at the pawn shop uh he's got all his Trying old- to sell his nintendo <laughs> his switch <laughs> and like his gold coins that he thinks i guess are you know solid gold but i guess they're gold plated and i this love this is his-
1: like i sorry to cut you yeah. off this is like another one of those i'm not an american thing or maybe i just am unknowledgeable about these things is this supposed to be something i understand what it is cuz i was like oh these is old medals but no he just bought gold coins at some point
0: well, yeah, I mean, I know, I'm trying to think, I don't, I don't think it's like a. Um, uh, thing. I I wasn't sure if it was like a reference to something else or not. I mean, I know I've seen people that buy stupid collectible coin sets. To me, yeah. on the surface, it's more of a cheese ball thing that someone buys off of TV, mm. uh, and then they think it's like worth something, and clearly it's not. Uh, yeah. But I just love that his line is like, you just missed out on like the, t- the chance of a lifetime. It's like. <laughs> No, yeah. no he didn't. Of course he didn't. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um oh yeah, so we have I mean we also have uh like when when Daniel b before all that, when Daniel shows up at the strip mall and is like, Yeah, put his beer on my tab. He looks like he's had a rough day.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh heard the rent's coming up here. Yeah, don't worry about it. you know what, uh I don't need any spray. But he's Daniel's yeah, he's being very, very evil here, dropping mm-hmm. hints. Read between the lines, talking about stray paint, talking about rent, buying his beer, being a real alpha. I mean, showing some real Cobra Kai, if you will. Yeah, very true. Uh, well, he was Cobra Kai at one point. Maybe again.
1: Who knows? Um well, I mean, uh, lots of short scenes. I do love that uh, Moon and whatever that other yes. girl's name is are smoking weed and are really scared of the poor people who might show up. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Well, I
0: love how the homeless lady just go- just knocks in the window and she goes, "Hey, give me money." <laughs> like it's yeah. it's not like spare some change or whatever, or like a, <laughs> a, like a a sob story of like, "Oh, I need to get the bus or something." It's just like, "Hey, give me money. Open the door." Uh, what I also like it's kind of a small thing is that you know miguel saves sam but they also set it up like sam's about to kick his ass like i mean we already saw she had the moves in the theater and he's being a jerk but and we know i don't i guess everyone else doesn't know that sam knows karate probably even better than miguel and she is about she could really just kick his ass here but miguel comes through which is great it's still great that miguel comes through and it's obviously way better done than, like, any fight in any of the other Karate Kid movies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very true. And it is, like, it's also, it connects to the previous uh, failed fight when he tried to fight them all off. And, like, uh, he says to Johnny, like, it all came together, everything I've been learning, and but we can see it. And it's also, like... (laughs) <laughs> it's so over the top as well which yeah. we get into in this show as well it's kind of like comparing the original Star Wars films and the prequels and the, the original Star Wars film that has got the lightsabers they're, they're kind of fencing back and forth and then they're like fuck it throw all the choreography in there because uh, like can you imagine if this happened in a school <laughs> yes. but that also plays into everyone of course everyone's got their phones out because it's fucking insane <laughs> so I don't mind it at all I love the elevated uh, reality that we're living in where this can happen <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's a sweet moment where he gives him the Cobra Kai gi. And I mean, of course, it is very this show and I don't know, 80s or whatever. Uh, I guess just melodrama. It is like the timing wise is as Robbie's about to kind of give his dad a second chance because, you know, he, he heard his like his mom was in passing being like, I don't know, he's talking about having you live with him or do something or other. We know that's bullshit. And Robbie's yeah. ready to give that second chance. But, you know, we talked a lot about in last episode discussion that it is kind of a mistake that Johnny is replacing his son in a way uh, with Miguel and Robbie sees it on full display and decides to be a Terry Silver of his own. And the best way to hurt his father is to be, you know, one with the LaRusso pack.
1: Yeah, which, you know, is probably the most convoluted weird thing in season one of Cobra Kai. But it's also like he's such a messed up kid because of Johnny that and the way Johnny is and the way his mother is that we see as well. So I guess it makes sense. But it is very like not. Nah, this is exactly where I want to be. But then it's like, oh, you getting a job is probably a good thing. Maybe yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not like I'm going to get back of my dad by bonding with this guy and it's such it is kind of like it's it's like we the the coincidences come together so that we can get this thing where he's learning from daniel obviously uh like it it just feels like it's not that believable but it is also one thing that i don't mind uh
0: you know yeah it feels more like a plot device which it does it starts to remind you this is a tv show which is fine um And then, I mean, when we now that we see now that we've watched Karate Kid one, two, and three, and we hit the kata at the end, you're you're getting the goosebumps now, right? Because you know what's going on. Like you're Hard getting for me to get
1: the goosebumps with anything from part three, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good kata. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll love to see it better than the drum. Imagine him just going like, <laughs> yeah. waving his arms. That yeah. wouldn't have been very uh, atmospheric. <laughs> um, but before we we uh, finish up, just Johnny again with him giving the gi to Miguel. All that would be fun. Like he could be doing all of this and then also go. Talk to his son, maybe. Like, the reason Daniel's son has been so messed up in some of these episodes is he's dealing with his family drama at the same time as he's trying to deal with his business and rediscovering his interest in karate. So, like, maybe you can give the gi to Miguel, but then also, I don't know, give a a home to your son (laughs) and and make him go to school. I don't know. Like, maybe you could do both. Maybe your son could learn karate together with this guy. I don't know. No, let's just focus on this one uh, surrogate child. So, because I feel like all it took for Robbie to show up like you said was him hearing that like I don't know he was on about you living with him or whatever so if that's all it took maybe if he could have showed up and done that speech too uh, maybe things could have worked out better but it would be less dramatic
0: yes yeah so we'll have to see how that plays out uh, yeah great episode to me like again really solidified like going to me from like a, a really good show to like a great show and uh, I think they keep on delivering. So we'll see as we go through the rest of the episodes.
1: Yes, and if you have any thoughts, send them on to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. We'd really appreciate it. And, of course, there's com for coverage of all other television shows in the entire universe. Not yet, but we're working on it. And beyond that, there's just one more thing to say, Jim. Oh, what's that? Love is here to namaste.